Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. On October 27th, 2022, Elon Musk took over as the new CEO of Twitter. Time to pop the champagne corks and celebrate. What should have been a day of celebration has turned into anything but. Currently, the state of Twitter is chaotic. Twitter users are jumping ship. Various Twitter executives have left, like those who oversaw content moderation and security. And decision-making is, well, shall we say, very indecisive. Is there another alternative to Twitter? Yes. And its name is Mastodon. Let's jump into this. Now, Elon Musk has been in charge of Twitter for a few weeks now. While he made a grand entry into the Twitter headquarters carrying a sink, the employees still there, and the public at large, are still scratching their heads wondering what Elon's grand vision is for the company. As of now, it's fair to say we're all in the dark as to his vision. Now, Elon slapped some serious cash on the table, completing a $44 billion deal to purchase Twitter. Since he's done that, he has struggled to address concerns about a potential proliferation of misinformation and hate speech on the platform. He has tried very hard to calm advertisers at the platform, as he said, obviously it cannot become a free-for-all hellscape, where anything can be said with no consequences. Sounds good, but companies are placing their advertising budgets on hold, or suspending them until they see where Elon is taking Twitter. Now here's a very interesting factoid. Twitter earns, or did, about 90% of its revenue from advertisers. The Twitter house is seen from the outside as being in a complete disarray. With over half the employees being given their pink slips and a number of executives jumping ship, one has to wonder. That said, Elon's grand plan, if that, has given the Twitter user base reason to seek out other alternative social media platforms. A popular site now that's gaining traction, and a lot of traction, more so since Elon took over Twitter, is Mastodon, which has an estimated 4.5 million accounts. Not to be overshadowed, Musk tweeted at least three derogatory comments about Mastodon before deleting the post. I guess he's afraid of some competition. Well, here's what to know about the social network called Mastodon. Software developer Eugen Rochko launched Mastodon in 2016. Mastodon Social is catching some momentum. Get this, more than 70,000 users joined the site the day after Musk finalized his purchase of Twitter. Now, just to show you how young and vibrant this company still is, Rochiko is the project's only full-time employee, programming at his home in Germany on a modest 2,400 euros, or $2,400, monthly salary. Now, he's working 12 to 14-hour days to keep up with the influx and demand, but he's purchasing more powerful hardware to upgrade Mastodon's database server. Eugen sees the site as a free, open-source, decentralized social media platform, and his vision is that Mastodon be a viable alternative to Twitter. Now, don't look at Mastodon as a Twitter clone, but rather a completely different and more interesting in terms of concept, structure, and the features it provides to the user. For me, the gem with Mastodon is that it's open-sourced. Now, what this means is that Mastodon's open-source code 
is publicly available and can be redistributed and changed. People can contribute to the code, which in turn supports Mastodon by finding and fixing bugs, adding new features, and translating its interface into different languages. Due to Mastodon being open source, this enables federated social networks, meaning that one corporation does not have control over the Mastodon network or service. Instead, anyone can operate their own server, called an instance. Another feature that draws attraction to Mastodon is that while Elon Musk wants to open the gates to free speech initiatives, Mastodon is taking a different approach by keeping content such as hate speech and bullying conversations off its platform. Now, to use Mastodon, you have two options, via a web browser or apps that are available for iPhones and Android devices. Now, as I bring you this episode, there are currently, think about 20 third-party apps developed for access to Mastodon. So why would you think about making the switch from Twitter to Mastodon? Well, let's cover that. Twitter is what is called a single social network, which means that people sign up for and share content only on Twitter. Now, another analogy would be to, well, let's see, a company office building that's using single sourcing to employ only one commercial cleaning agency to sterilize the entire building every week. Now, Mastodon is completely different in that they're built on what is known as federated platform or federated architecture, meaning it is a collection of social networks, or servers if you will, that link together but are owned by different people or groups. Mastodon is a part of the Fediverse, or Federated Universe, a group of federated platforms that share communication protocols. Now, don't mix (laughs) Fediverse with the metaverse. Now, Twitter's practice is using algorithms when staging posts, while Mastodon, on the other hand, presents posts in chronological order. And what I really love about Mastodon platform is that it has no ads. Yes. So how does Mastodon support itself? Answer, largely through what we call crowdfunding. Most servers are funded by the people who use them. The servers that Mastodon oversees, such as Mastodon Social and Mastodon Online, are funded through Patreon, a membership and subscription service platform often used by content advisors or creators. Looking at the Mastodon interface, it bears a strong resemblance to TweetDeck. Although Mastodon visually resembles TweetDeck, its user interface is similar to that of Discord, which is a talking and texting app which people also join through servers that have their own cultures and rules. Now, unlike Twitter and Discord, Mastodon doesn't have the ability to make its users or the people who create servers do anything. That includes establishing content moderation or rules for what posts to keep up and what to take down. Okay, so how do you join Mastodon? To join Mastodon, you just sign up for an account on a server. This website will be your home for your account, profile, and feeds. Now, some websites allow immediate registration, while others require an approval or an invitation. There are at least 4,000 independent servers right now, according to estimates by Festiverse Party. Now, many servers are topical, ranging from one for all the ravers in the universe to one for Britain. Like an email account, your username includes the name of the server itself 
So for example, a possible username on Mastodon Social would be Jane Doe at Mastodon Social. Think of it as an email address. The first part is your chosen identifier, while the second part is the organization that looks after your inbox. With the high rate of registrations happening right now due to the, what's happening over at Twitter, you're going to have to be patient with the sign-on process, but you'll get through it. Now, regardless of which server you sign up with, you can interact with people who use other Mastodon servers, or you can switch to another one. You'll find the terminology is different from Twitter. So, for example, instead of retweets, it's boosts and toots <laughs> instead of tweets. Setting up your own servers is a little more complicated. You have to host it yourself, which requires a website, a virtual computer system connected to the internet, and an email provider. Your computer also needs to install some security protocols and programming languages. With those in hand, you can download Mastodon's code. Now, a lot of this information you can find on my website on the, uh, the show links. And you'll see there are various YouTube sites that give you a lot more information on the setup and what you're going to see on the interface. So please check it out. Now, there are providers dedicated to hosting and running Mastodon servers. The company also has detailed instructions for those interested in setting up their own server, which is not necessary for joining or using Mastodon. Finding Twitter users can be a very taxing effort. If you're wanting to track down on Mastodon all the people you follow on Twitter, you'll discover there's no easy way to do this. But here's a tip. You can start searching for those you know, or go back to Twitter and see if they have announced their move. Now, there are services out there that can help you. One is Twitterdon, that allows you to log in with both your Twitter and Mastodon accounts and scan to look for users you follow. But it will only be able to follow those users who also have used Twitterdon. Again, you can find this link on my website. Now, once you follow a few people you have found from Twitter, you can go through their list to find others you might know. Good luck. So what's the takeaway here? What can we learn from all that's happening here? I give credit to Elon for having established powerhouses like Tesla and SpaceX. Both companies were not built overnight and required many a late night at the whiteboard, brainstorming their missions, tactics, and the ultimate goals that spell success. I mean, high fives across the board. Now, both of those companies are very hardware and software related. But Twitter, that's a whole different beast. I see Elon in a state of being overly intoxicated with his power of success and all well-founded. However, it's a power where one thinks they're indispensable and are blind to the fact that they think they can do anything, and I mean anything they feel like. He thinks he can break all the rules on the fly, thumb his nose at the doubters, and prove them wrong. Personally, I think Elon should stick to what he knows best. I mean, it's great to have grand dreams, but it's like telling a professional baseball player who can hit 70 home runs in one season, to then tell them that they're highly qualified to be a heart surgeon. From what I see happening at Twitter, with ongoing sporadic changes to only then be undone at the last minute, is only going to result in alienating the Twitter community. 
Elon's high-profile stumbles and whiplash-style decision-making could cause a slow ripple of employees departing to morph into a mass exodus. That said, take a look at Mastodon. It's not for everyone, but I think you'll see a viable alternative for the future. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.